Hello everyone and welcome to this special bonus episode of Creative Psychopaths. We're going to be talking about Stranger Things Season 4 with uh, friend of the show, Tia, and also friend of the host. Um, uh, if you're listening to this, of course, you're all my friends too. And what would my friends do? They'd follow me on social media, that's right. You can find me on Facebook, Creative Psychopaths, Instagram, Creative Psychopaths, Twitter, Creative Psychopaths. And I've just started a Discord where you can come in in whatever chat you'd like. Like you are all my friends, and uh, this is a great episode. And friends don't lie. Hello everybody and welcome to Creative Psychopaths, a horror movie podcast. A horror movie podcast, you say? But this episode title isn't for a horror or a movie. Well, I disagree. And we'll tell you why I disagree almost at the beginning. But uh, I'm joined uh, by previous guest Tia, who we'll say hello to now. Hello. Hello. Now, I'm going to address straight away with why I was, why I'm happy to do this topic, because we discussed originally doing it and we were like, we both were like, is it horror? And after watching the first episode, I was like, this is definitely horror. Certainly this season is horror. And I've now, I'm, I'm grouping it into the movies because each episode was practically feature length. Yeah. Yeah. They've really upped the runtime on this one. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't a binge. This, it was a, it was a marathon. It was. I was like, I can do this all in one day. I was like, no. <laughs> no, no. It took me it took me a few days to get through, but I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed watching them. Yeah. Um, just to let everybody know, I've 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 got no structure this time. You know, I normally run with a structure, but we don't have a structure. We don't know what we're doing. So we're just gonna talk about Stranger Things season four and hopefully it'll be interesting. And um, yeah. Well, just just talking about the runtime, like I just, I'm so glad they gave it the time it deserved. Um, yeah. I, I read something once that said a runtime should fit the story, not the other way around. And I think they've really done that this season, and you can tell. And they had so many different storylines going on, so many different characters, and none of it felt rushed or condensed. So it was, no, yeah. No, no. And so the only thing that I would say, though, is that, at least one of the stories was not very interesting. Yeah, and I could have, I could have lived without it. Okay. Right. So we'll just start at the beginning, really. So let, let let's okay. get let's get an idea let's get an idea of, of the characters. So obviously we've got Eleven who has lost all her powers and is getting bullied by movie bullies. Yeah. Proper yeah, proper, proper movie style bullies, not um. <laughs> Not, uh, well, I don't know. I suppose there are 80s bullies as well. Like 80s movie bullies. So you're, <laughs> you're bound to get beaten up and you're bound to, you're bound to find yourself losing the will to live. So, yeah. The, uh, the worst kind of bullies as well. It's the ones that are like, do it really passive aggressively. And then the teachers are always in their, like, on their side because they just act like they're so nice. Yeah. Oh, makes your skin crawl. Not, not good. 
so that's where we start with 11. Uh, Mike and Dustin are, are in the health, is it Hellfire Club? Hellfire? Uh, yeah, the Hellfire Club. There's, I've already got my eyes on a baseball shirt. <laughs> yeah, the Hellfire Club, which is uh, D&D. So they're very much where we left them, Mike and Dustin, whereas Lucas has sort of moved on to being a sport in a sports team. He's become more popular, or at least that's his idea, is to come up, become more popular. Max is dealing with the loss of Billy. What I want to say about Max's character here is I thought it was really interesting that, for me, Max has always been like the sort of more grown-up one of all of them. You know, she's the one, she's the one that's, that stands out as being more grown up. But in this one, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say she regrets. She is sort of more grown up, but she looks less grown up, if that makes sense. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I'm guessing that was deliberate. In that yeah, like, of course. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she's feeling vulnerable and obviously dealing with trauma. And like you said, yeah, regress isn't the right word because actually the development of her character this season is phenomenal. Mm. Um, yeah. But yeah, you, she looks smaller yes that's what that yeah that's kind of what i meant is she looks smaller it's odd not odd yeah. it's fine it works it's lovely yeah. see nancy is still being reporter girl robin and steve have moved have moved jobs they're no longer doing ice cream they're they're working in the video store oh the video store i miss the video store oh i know i was thinking about this today i thought oh maybe i should just use cx like blockbuster i thought it won't be the same no <laughs> It wouldn't, would it? Because you'd have to buy it. Yeah. Oh, it's sad. I missed the video store. There was nothing better than standing there for two hours and coming out with nothing. <laughs> oh, man. The amount of times I would be in the video store for far too long, getting slightly sweaty eventually, like, just choose something. <laughs> Literally every time we went in, I'd go and pick up Lake Placid and be like, look how big this guy is. It's so scary. And I, but I never watched it. I was just obsessed with the cover. <laughs> and I felt really cool for even looking at it. Have you never seen Lake Placid? No. <laughs> right, that's your next episode. Okay. Let's see, where do we get to? Um, oh, Joyce, is, Joyce isn't in Hawkins anymore, is she? So uh, mm. let's m- move over to... The... Oh, actually, I did want to address Erica, who yeah. is a delight. Yes, she is. I love... Later on Later on in, in the show, there's... <laughs> There's like, um, let's see, what's uh, Jason, I think his name yeah. is, the sort of basketball bully guy. And, you know, all through the film, he's been like kind of a driving force, but she just shuts him fucking yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She uh, she's brilliant. She just like, and it leaves, literally just sort of goes, um, all right. <laughs> yeah, Erica's <laughs> shuts him down. Erica's on the names I've written down on characters that stood out to me this season. Um, and and yeah. funny you mentioned Jason as well, because... He didn't necessarily stand out, but he he was one of the characters that it how do I phrase this? I I don't think there's any bad actors on the show. Like even the no, small, small no. parts are just really good. Uh, mm. and I think that's a combination of the cast and also the writing. Yeah. Let's just stay in Hawkins for now and move on to some of the newer characters. Yeah. So we had Jason who's but let's I want the Eddie. Oh Eddie. <laughs> Eddie was my favourite, oh, absolutely my my favourite new character introduction. I liked all his D and D stuff. I liked his yeah. sort of stand up in the in the dining room, oh, and yeah. ad- addressing everybody. And he's got real Downey Junior energy. Yeah, yeah. And he looks yeah. a tiny bit like him. He looks a tiny bit like him, but he's got 
such an energy about him that I really That's loved. A great really shout. loved Eddie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was just so lovable, like such a good actor, so fun. Like some of the delivery of his lines. There's one particular one, the bat scene later on, and he, Jesus mm. H Christ, like really delivers the H, and it's just so good. <laughs> Actually, I thought I thought about you with Eddie because um, he says it sounds like you're asking me to follow you into Mordor. <laughs> yes, yeah, I appreciate that. There were, I mean, we had yeah, as right. usual great references all throughout. One of my favourite ones with him was um, he says, "I'm pretty goddamn far from okay," which presumably is a reference to Pulp Fiction, but without the swearing. But. So let's move to. Oh, I already did Eleven, even though she's actually not in Hawkins, because I think they're in California somewhere. So in California, we've got Will, who ain't really doing anything. No. I was frustrated. I was frustrated with Will because not with Will, but with what they've done. Because yeah. up to press, that actor's been one of the best. Yeah. Like really, like, and and yet this season, it seems like they didn't do really anything with him. Yeah. And and the same the same with Mike really, because um, he eventually does end up in California. But again, it's very sort of just non. You know, they don't really do anything with it. No, I'm hoping they do more with them in the second volume because um, it did feel like they were shortchanged. Yeah, but then yeah, me me too. Yeah, it's difficult. I I feel like we're going to get a lot more from Will with obviously he's carrying around this painting that we haven't seen yet. They've gently hinted before about his sexuality and it feels like they're gearing up to addressing that. So I, I hope they do. Yes, yeah, which is fine. Very nice. I'm happy for that to happen. Yeah, absolutely. And they've done a great job with with uh, that for Robin this season as well, I think. Yes, I, it, was, it, it was good that they... That played it into the eighties as well, so it was still. It still seems quite yes. taboo. Yeah, and she says this. It's a really important scene where you know Steve's just trying to encourage her to talk to someone. She's like, "Yeah, but if I get the wrong person, right. I'm the town yeah, right, that's ruined, it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was um, really well written. As far as that goes, really well written. And you could almost you could yeah. almost throw that scene away if you weren't thinking about it. But it is there. Yeah. It is there, and it is like you say, important. Let's see. So who else is in uh, California? Jonathan, again, what happened to him? His character. There's some development where I can see where he's coming from, like feeling like he's going to be holding Nancy back. And I can sort of see where that's coming from. Yeah. On the other hand, they've been through so much stuff. It's it's a good one, that because I I loved them when they got together, all the build-up to that. But I felt like they just didn't work as well in season three and like that was the storyline they wrote but I I wasn't buying them as much in series three so I kind of feel like this makes some sense but yeah it did feel a bit like I think he's done that that storyline before of you know I've got this thought that well it's clear that they're doing that but I think that I'm not I don't know if they realized how popular Steve was going to get yeah and and they obviously feel like they want to move it slightly in that direction yeah yeah I don't, don't like that for those two characters, really. Yeah. But I, but I do love Steve, and he's still my favourite. Oh, he's just amazing. And they, um, they've said before in interviews, like he started as a one episode character, and then it was a one series character, and he's just like in terms of development, just absolutely incredible and yeah. the most developed, I think, 
Yeah, he, he, he's excellent. Yeah. So so good from season two onward. He was just yeah. he was just great. Yeah. Really good. Right. So so Joyce is in California too, trying to sell encyclopedias. <laughs> Um, but her story moves quickly along because we find out that Hopper is alive in Russia. Mm. I don't know what accent I just said then. <laughs> it wasn't Russian. I, I tried to do Russia. That's slightly better. I don't know what it, I don't even know what it was before. And she gets joined by Murray. Oh, Murray! What again? What a character that started out small and just. Oh, Murray was brilliant. Yeah, he his. His karate skills on this are just were just my favorite. Um, oh, especially the crane kick. <laughs> beautiful. Yeah, I, I just I loved how he was like building up. He was going, oh, I've got like a black belt, and it's like, yeah, whatever. But then he busts it out, and it's like, no, she does no karate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's he's such a such a great character because like I feel like he could pull any skill out and you'd buy it because of the way they've set up his character <laughs> and just the way the actor just really commits to it it's yeah really really great and uh, I think the last character that well not actually no I tell a lie not the last character but we'll we'll save one we'll save two characters mm-hmm. I think uh, so the last one to talk about is Argyle oh, okay. who, who was fun who who, who again I enjoyed yeah. Um, and he he should be a very like a one level character that again mm, there's yeah, more to it one dimension that's the word I'm yeah I tell a lie I haven't written down um, Susie yes uh, I haven't written I haven't written down Susie who we we get more of as well and again I I, I like Susie in season three uh, it, for the little bit that we got the Neverending Story oh I hated which... that bit. I really? I love Never Ending Story. I love the song, but um, I didn't love season three. Generally, I I didn't like the tone shift. All right. I, I felt like it was slightly messy, but it was mostly the tone shift for me. And then this season, it just feels like it's really gone back to its roots, and it's like season one and two again. Like I loved it, but yeah, like I think it was all the the way the Russian stuff was done in season three was so contrived, and then to like be you know so against the clock trying to save the world, and then then stop to do the song. I just I couldn't take it. It's like I don't mind a little bit of cheese, I... but you've gone too far. <laughs> I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Yeah, well, most most people did. I know I'm a I know I'm a minority here, but <laughs> I have it on one of my playlists. That specific version as well, not the, well, not yeah. the. Although I do like the original, I like that film, and I like I like that song. But yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever read the book, but it feels never ending. Like it's good, but it's it's so convoluted. It really does just. Oh, but it does end. It, yeah. Wow. Mm, I believe it. <laughs> right. So I think that without I don't I, I haven't got time to do the whole plot for this. So that's just the sort of where we start with these characters, and obviously we move move further along from there. I think the only thing to take from this is Eleven's story moves uh, in a different direction, where she does end up uh, going to try and get her powers back. She meets mm-hmm. back up with a doctor whose name I haven't written down. But Brenner, you're right, Dr. Brenner, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of like a returning and a new character because, I mean, I think we'd had a hint in season two that he he was alive, Mm. but we weren't weren't sure. It it was good to have him back and he's still weirdly done in this because he's still hateable and yet 
Am I on his side? Am I on his side? They, they, you know, there are no black and white characters in the show, and they no. But yeah, he's the perfect example. I was like, oh my god, am I starting to mm. feel sorry for this guy and start to see his point of view? But then he still has that amazing level of creepiness, and I think it all comes down to the hand holding of the children, yes. like, yeah. particularly the older yeah. ones. It's just like it's, it's so so gross. It is. It is kind of yeah. It is kind of gross, and he's such a like you say, he's not a black and white character. So grey. Um, His voice, by the way, is just perfect. Mm. He's just yeah, like. But Eleven's story is that she's going sort of through past events, and yeah. so that's quite, uh, and that's quite interesting. We really aren't going to get through much of this, are we? Right. <laughs> that's fine. Uh, right, so let's. I think the best thing to do is get into the favorite bits and we'll just um, okay. we'll go one each. Okay, yeah, oh, good. Okay, right, and um, well, we'll just do it until we're sick of it. So, yeah, actually, I'm already, already gonna ruin what I said. So, one of my favorite bits it was um, not favorite bits, but favorite part was Vecna himself, who is mm-hmm. the main big bad in this. Um, yeah, such Freddy Krueger energy. Yeah. Um, yeah, big nightmare on Elm Street. Big vibes. nightmare on Elm Street vibes. He he is so scary, so yeah. you know, just cleverly done. It's not yeah. nice to have a villain this time with a bit of um, character. Yeah, and some human aspects. Yeah, and some human human aspects. I think right at the end of this episode, what we'll do is we'll sort of spoil that a bit. I think. Yeah. Um, and the way that the way that he kills people is um <laughs> I know that first episode where you where you see that first kill is where my brain was going, oh Eddie and Chrissy are gonna have a little romance and it's like, oh, oh. no, they're not. <laughs> oh, yeah, so I was sort of all her all her bones snap and oh. her her eyes <laughs> sink into her head. It's so um, I am um, my husband loved this show up until like, he hasn't watched the season. Mm. I, I've watched it and I'm like, I'm sorry, you're not going to make it. I, I can't let you watch this place. <laughs> he hates horror. Oh, really? And my God, have they upped it. Yeah, they really did. Now, the only problem I've got with that, the only side yeah. problem, because I'm a horror fan, is, mm-hmm. is that every time he kills someone, it's like that exact same death. And I would prefer some different deaths. Yes, although when we realise, when the twist at the mm, end is revealed, I know, I I know but it's then. still, uh, you know, like I say. I know, I know what you're saying. I guess, I guess for me, like it's such a horrific death that then the more it happens, um, the build up of like what you're about to see is is worse for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I was just going to say, um, since we're talking about Nightmare on Elm Street, should we talk about the amazing stunt casting? Um, of Robert England, Robert England and yeah. uh, Victor Creel. Yes. Now, like, obviously incredible, but I was reading an interview with Sean Levy, producer and director on the show, and he was saying, um, they were like, oh, you know, that's good stunt casting, bit in your face. And he was like, well, not actually stunt casting if the if that person's perfect for the role, kind mm. of like the same way Sean Astin was perfect for Bob. You know, it, it's the nod is an extra bonus, but he was he's made for that he part. was brilliant in that in that role yeah. and we got enough of him that he didn't 
Well, like you say, he was good at it. He was good at it. He didn't ham it up. Yeah. And, oh, that whole sequence, again, like Pulp Fiction, Silence of the Lambs came later, but, you know, taken straight out mm, of Silence Yeah, of for the sure, Lambs. yeah. Um, yeah, I did, I did see the uh, <laughs> definite Silence of the Lambs vibes. Yeah. I would have liked the, the Victor Creel bit when he talks, when he does his backstory and he talks about mm. the haunted house and all that stuff. I would have liked an episode out of that. Yeah. Uh, uh, How are you with the spiders, by the way? That's fine. Oh, I, I thought you weren't good with me. No, I, well, you know, I I do have a sort of arachnophobia, but if they're on the screen as a general rule, I'm fine. I mean, I don't want to see them. <laughs> but they can't get me from the telly, I think. <laughs> Plus, I don't think there was too much, there wasn't too much spider stuff, really. Um, no. I but I would have, I would have liked an episode out of that. I think. Yeah, uh, I feel like they could do a nice, a nice bonus. Mm. I, I don't know, maybe some extra content from that, um, like a day in the life of. Or yeah, could... it would have been if they'd gone to meet him and then, or even just the back end of the episode uh, uh, mm. uh, uh, of that. I would have, I would have enjoyed that. I think, but um, it, it doesn't matter. It works. It works, and you get, yeah. you get all the information that you need from it. Yeah. Okay, I'll let you go next then. <laughs> it's fine. Um, my my main thing I want to talk about, and I know so many people feel the same, um, and you probably will as well, mm-hmm. is episode four, Dear Billy, and it, it's just my favourite episode of the series, one of my favourite episodes of the show, and and Max's character, particularly in this episode. It was just so well done, and so... Sean Levy, again, in this interview I read, he's talk, he talks about volume two, and he said, cinematically, it's gorgeous, and it's going to punch you right in the heart, which, you know, makes me nervous. But that also describes, like, what this series has done, and particularly this episode. The development of her character and the emotional depth that the actor manages to achieve, especially considering her age, is just incredible. And then that sequence at the end, uh, with with the Kate Bush song, which is now uh, number one on iTunes, and I think it's number four on Spotify charts as of yes yesterday. Yeah, well, I've been listening um, to it over and over. Me too, and it's just I yeah I cried during the scene. I genuinely wasn't sure if she was going to make it, and it was just um it was just perfect. I read that sometimes they find the music later, but in this case, the Duffer Brothers had actually written that song into the script. Oh right wanted yeah and then they actually layered some orchestral music over the top right at the end of the episode um to hype the song up even more um so i really hope they release that version because it is it's incredibly powerful and the, and the flashbacks of all of her time with her friends it's just mm. just stunning and again i'm just going to talk about nothing but this interview apparently but um sean levy was saying like uh, in the same way season two was noah schnapp will buyers season um this was this was max's and he said when the duffer brothers see talent in their um cast they they feed that so they give they give those actors more like better storylines so they've done that with max they've done it with steve and robin as yeah. well um, and i thought that's really interesting yeah no it was a great it was an amazing scene when it? it was heart heart in the throat stuff yeah. like yeah you know, it's it's rare watching something that you're genuinely tense for a situation because you don't. I mean, I don't want any of these characters to die, and that no, 
you know, it's a rare occasion watching any kind of horror where you'd literally like you don't want anybody to anybody to die. Because normally, yeah. you know, someone's got to be cannon fodder, and and you you normally want half you, of them to you die. want at least one person to die. But but, yeah. but this time, you know, you're holding on to everybody, like like yeah this, yeah. And I think they're going to kill someone off. I think do, but... I think it's almost definite. And I do yeah. oh. Well, I, I wanted to say something again about um, I really thought that given, you know, Max is acting in, in this. Um, I should have written actor names down, but um, uh, Sadie Snook. I actually thought that the women in general carried this whole season. Nancy mm. is fantastic. Robin is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Joyce is brilliant. You know, yeah. Erica again. Uh, mm. Yes, some of the, you know, like Eddie is good, but a lot of those you know, Mike, Will, Lucas are a bit sort of, you know, not bothered. I'm not, I, yeah. in, in this particular season, I'm not bothered about them. Dustin, of course, is fantastic. Yeah. Um, I. Sorry, I'll let you finish your thought. No, no. I, but I, that, the one thing I did notice, well, it's all I was going to say, you know, piggybacking on what you said was that, yes, I, I, really, I really thought the women were probably the strongest part of this. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was just gonna say two two things from that that popped off in my head. Um, one is that the scene in the town hall mm-hmm. when the mothers all look at each other, I found I thought that was very powerful. Yes. And I thought they did well this season. And it was nice to actually see them notice that their kids weren't there and actually yeah. try and get involved, yeah. even though they yeah. weren't successful. Um, I was also gonna say, like in terms of the, the main group. I do agree, but I actually thought Lucas brought something a little bit extra this season. Oh, right. And I, I, I loved that speech he gave about trying to be popular so he didn't get bullied. And I think, um, yeah, I just thought it was a really interesting angle um, and and quite a sad but I think yeah uh, relatable storyline. No, you're right, and I think I think what it was about that though, the reason I guess I didn't take anything from it was because because i think because of the reality of it i was there going you know he doesn't have to do what they do all the time he it's it's fine for lucas to move on and yeah enjoy sports if that's what he wants to do and get new friends or uh, whatever so i think I, i guess it's so well acted and so well done that i don't know if you were supposed to have animosity towards him about you know, no, like I, moving on. I don't think you were, but I think I think the show's sort of undercurrent as it's progressed is exploring that. And I always reminds me of Stand by Me, mm. obviously as references to that early on. But when when he says, "Do you ever have friends like you do when you're a kid?" and at some point, even though these are the kind of friends that will always be in touch, like it's never going to be the same as when they were younger. And, no. Um, yeah, I just think it's really interesting. He had that. Um, he had a lovely scene um, with Max later as well when he he says, "You know, I wasn't there for you enough." And she's like, "No, I pushed you away." He goes, "No, I didn't see you. I see you." And I was like, "Oh God, it's really, really romantic." Yeah. But like, I don't, I don't need this show to break me. I know. It. I mean, yeah. It it definitely tries its best and succeeds. <laughs> Yeah. Um, let's see. So what's my next thing? 
yeah, I've rambled them. No, up. no, You're... no, it's fine. Um, I really enjoyed the Dungeon and Dragon scene uh, right yes. at the beginning when they they bring Erica in, and um, I've never played Dungeons and Dragons in my life, and I've always wanted to. I've always wanted I to. Tried. <laughs> uh, and it, it it feels like something I would enjoy doing because I don't mind getting into character. Um, yeah. So I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed that scene. It wasn't. You know, Eddie at the sort of head of the table, and yeah. you know the fact that they have all this gather gathering round of heads to figure out what to do, despite the fact that you know it's just a game and it's irrelevant whether they die, whether they roll the dice or not. But there's a lot of good lines in that, like, um, oh, what's it? Um, there's no shame in running. <laughs> I really enjoyed Justin's um, "Never Tell Me the Odds." Yeah, Star um, Wars, original. which was which was yeah. good. Yeah, but I really I really enjoyed that part of it. I also enjoyed. Yeah. Um, I'm saying something different now, but they focused a lot more on how smart Dustin is in this one too. Yes, like they became a bit of a joke character in season three, I think. Yeah, given him his credit. As well. Yeah, so he is. He is. He is. Uh, there's one the the one episode where I think it might be the last one where he's figuring out where the gates are. So it might be the one before yeah. that, and where where you where you watch the character. And again, because it's so well acted, you don't. I've had that a lot recently where I've been going, "Oh, these aren't characters; these are the people on screen." You know, like yeah. so watch yeah. what watching him break it down, and yeah. you know, figure it out. It was just like you know. Oh, the kids are genius. I really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was great. That's a really good point as well. I don't think I'd thought of that as I was watching it, but reflecting on it. There's a there's a reference that stuck out to me. I don't know it did to others, but the the episode called The Dive when Steve's in the lake. Mm-hmm. Horrifying, yeah, by the way. way. Um, but when the first tug of his leg when it goes straight under the water it was just running so much of the opening of jaws which is the yeah. for me the scariest yeah. scene in jaws because it's the, the thought of being dragged under and not not knowing what's there um so that was just oh complete decisions. yeah um, i love that bit yeah and then on a completely different topic mm-hmm. because i'm going to make your life difficult editing wise um i was just going to say speaking of erica in the dungeons and dragons scene um and throughout the show, the show's so good at uh, switching up the pairings um, of, of all the characters. They switch it around a lot. And I just think it's amazing that they can keep doing that, yeah. pairing people with different characters and the chemistry's still just there every time. Um, and again, mark of brilliant acting and brilliant writing. Mm, yeah. Because Robin and Nancy's good together. Yeah, they were fantastic. And yeah. um, I mean, we've seen some of Joyce and Murray before, but like obviously that was really up this season. Having it's like Erica and Eddie, are, like obviously Eddie's a new character. Mm. It's just like I feel like I need more, more of that. Yeah. <laughs> just for them. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, you, you're yeah. right. You're right. Right. So let's um, get to Hopper a little bit, I think, because I actually really enjoyed the Russia stuff. Mm-hmm. I particularly enjoyed that, as far as Hopper's concerned, I don't know at what episode he actually does start being more like himself, but we don't get, we get almost nothing from him apart from what is happening to him. Even when he makes his escape, 
which is, I'm assuming people have watched this, so I'm not I'm not explaining everything. Um, so when he makes when he makes his escape and he gets to the church where he's supposed to be getting picked up by Yuri, and mm. he gets there, and again David Harbour acts it so well. He gets there, he gets the peanut butter whatever, but when he climbs under those covers. And he's just sat yeah. waiting. It's, it's so sad. And so, oh, it like, is. And when it realised that actually he's not getting saved, it's it's really right. Oh God, this is awful. Um, yeah. And the guard who helps him escape ends. Enzo. Oh, uh, Dimitri. All oh, right. So he's he's called Enzo. Oh as yeah. A, as a, a cover. <laughs> His um yeah another great character who develops could have done that yeah develops yeah. um I love the actress I played um Jack and Hadar in Game of Thrones if you're a Game of Thrones fan I mean for as much as people can be Game Game of Thrones fans um, while the last season exists <laughs> I watched I started watching Game of Game of Thrones actually and I got I think about four or maybe five seasons in and I just said to my friend at work. <laughs> a good place to at stop. At work, I said, this is the most miserable show. Nothing good <laughs> happens to anybody, and I don't want to watch it no. anymore. <laughs> and I just came up with it. Yeah. It's an awful thing. No, nothing good happens. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah so obviously, uh, so it's, yeah, like I say, I enjoyed the Russia stuff. I enjoyed um, it, the first few episodes where we don't really get anything from him, but it's so well acted that you feel every every bit of it. Yeah. And the, tor- the yeah. torture scene where they have him in a gas mask and they well, cut him off the yeah. air to the gas mask. But, you yeah. know, he's pretty hardcore. He he's is. pretty hardcore. And uh, it, I, I, it's sort of a good way to explain how come David Harbour's quite fit and muscly now. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, he's been working hard and they're not feeding him properly. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I read, I think it was David Harbour who said... Um, fat dad hot is gone <laughs> yeah. which by the way I'm very pleased about because I hated what they did with his character in season 3 but it, it says he's been stripped back to like the bare bones mm, of the character I, like, I, I liked it I liked yeah. it. again like you said the growth of the character even in this his character grows so much more you know yeah. and when Joyce and um, Maurice show up and he sees her for the first time Oh my god, my heart! Oh, yeah. yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> Such good acting, and just the tenderness of the way he he hugs her and mm. just looks at her, and I think he puts his head on hers, doesn't he? It's just breathtaking, beautiful, yeah, really. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful scene. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and of course, just before that, we had the Demogorgons return, and it was. It was really nice because obviously they built it up and at the back of my mind I'm thinking, I mean, are they that bad? Because, like, I think what it was is it's been so long since we've seen the Demogorgon, so in my head I was thinking of the Demodogs. I was like, you know, they've defeated far worse. Yeah, yeah. And I think also it's easy to forget how much Eleven actually did. Um, uh, you know, that I think... Yeah, yeah. I've changed the format yeah. again because, you know, we didn't want to let this run on too long, so let's, go, let's do Eleven now and then... But- and then call it. So Eleven okay. has obviously been going through uh, yeah. these memories, and it turns out she got bullied in the uh, in the mm-hmm. weird lab too. Because uh, we yeah. see that Eleven's powers are not um, yeah. quite up to standard. 
despite what we know about her. Um, yeah. There's one person who works there who seems very interested in helping her. What a nice fella. I like him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think he's, like, um, half of his IMDb name is, like, it's either helpful or friendly orderly. Yeah, yeah friendly orderly. And it, it's so it's so easy to like, but um, <laughs> so obviously, yeah. he, he's so obviously the bad guy. <laughs> what I do want to say about this is obviously we get um, just going back to that before she did she does smack one of her bullies in the face with a roller skate and it's pretty brutal. Oh, but so satisfying. <laughs> Oh, satisfying. But we are, of course, led to believe that um, there was a massacre at the at the the lab that she caused. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are, of course, led to believe that she's able to do that. Yeah. And uh, th- and it's also believable that she can do that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like like watching that, I wasn't going. Oh, she probably wasn't involved in that. I thought, yeah, she probably did fuck up this entire lab. Yeah. Um. And I do like that the, the guy's going out like, what have you done? Yeah. Like, like, leave her the fuck alone. Yeah. <laughs> Go back to where you came from, mate. Yeah. Because she's going to snap your fucking head off too. Yeah. But so anyway, um, we know, of course, that the helpful orderly tries to help her escape. Mm-hmm. Um, and he goes, oh, I've got this chip in my neck that, you know, oh, they can find me if I've got it. Like, All right, well, let me take the chip out. But it yeah, turns out it was... It was, of course, dampening his power, and, and he was number one. Uh, number one. Yeah. And, uh, of course, he goes through the entire lab and just fucking rips the place to pieces. Yeah. It's pretty brutal. It is pretty brutal. I do want to say, though, that I thought they played it a little bit fast and loose with the child killing. <laughs> they did. I think, yeah, I... I... I do feel like this season matured, like they were, like, no holds barred in it, really. Um, Which is, I guess, why we're so worried about Max and any character from this point, because it just feels Mm. like there there aren't necessarily limits anymore. Anyway, but she does have a showdown with him, doesn't she? Or at least, or at least, but uh, he obviously thinks that he's got power on her, but for whatever reason something clicks in her and she becomes well more than the 11 that we know now mm-hmm. um some something insane and then of course we see that she turns him into well she doesn't turn him into Vecna she sends him into the upside down and he becomes mm. he becomes Vecna yeah and then and then we see that he's number one yeah. oh actually I tell a lie but he was he's also the one that killed everyone in um Victor Creel's Yes. But there was no ghosts there. It was him. Yeah. And it was, that was really well done. I, I love nothing more than uh, when shows put something incredibly obvious in front of you and you don't see it. So when Victor Crew was telling the story and he says his son survived, that should have been a big red flag. Why did he survive when no one else did? That's um, because he was the one who did it. Yeah. I don't, I'm all right now. But when I watched it, I was talking to a friend at work and I'm going, feels like they shoehorn too many twists in at the end. Like I, I know they, what you're saying. Yeah. You know, oh it number one is this. Oh, guess what number one was that? But actually, the way that it's actually told, because Nancy gets part of the story and you get part yeah. of the story through eleven. Yeah. And I think 
actually, if you take the context of that, that just yeah. because we hear the whole story to them, they're getting two separate parts of a story. So yeah, yeah that that makes sense. I there was an annoyance for me um, when he was revealed to be number one, and I was like, hang on, I thought all these kids came from the whole MK Ultra thing, and then I was like, then they revealed that they created the kids from him. And I thought, oh, that's quite interesting. But sending him into the upside down, it feels a little bit shoehorned and a bit cheeky because I'm, they made such a big deal of when she opens the gate uh, mm. as if nothing like that had ever happened. So I feel like it's a little bit, you know. Not- yeah, there was a little bit, considering the slow burn of the whole thing towards the end, there was a little bit too much in right at the end. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we don't figure out if she gets her powers back. Presumably she does. <laughs> I can't, who is it that says it to her? I can't remember if it's Sam or if it's Brenner, but there's this great line about saying you you, you keep thinking in terms of superhero or monster. People oh, yeah, he like says that. that. Yeah, and it's just like we said, people are black and white and these characters particularly. And I, just, I thought that was really cool. Bit rubbish, really, because she's definitely a superhero and Vecna was definitely a villain, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Um, so... In fact, those two are not. I don't think those two are black and white. Well, I guess I guess Eleven is because she did punch someone in the face with a skate. Yeah, and I think she. she Although that person deserved it because they were a movie bully. Yeah, that the, that bothered me as well. Like the roller skate scene, not just because it was horrible to watch, but I was like, I mean, one, I was like, are people this bad in real life? But also, if they are this bad, like, are they publicly this bad? Like, would this many get involved in something mm. that bad? <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah. It was actually quite clever that they carried Carrie yeah. while she didn't while she didn't have any carry powers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was quite interesting. <laughs> yeah, let's close the episode anyway. Let's yeah, let's close off the episode. So, um, I'd say it's a creative psychopath. Oh, one hundred percent. One hundred percent a creative psychopath. So, right, okay. So that we'll call that the end of the episode, right then. So, thanks everybody for listening. This was Stranger Things season four. Um, if you'd like some more Stranger Things stuff, then I'm sure Tia would be happy to come back and talk about it more. Maybe we can uh, do volume two. Yeah, or if you'd like me to cover some more TV shows, I can, because I know Chucky's out there and there's some other stuff, so let me know. Pod at gmail.com or on the Facebook group, which I said I wasn't going to sell, but I have. And uh, <laughs> thanks very much for listening, and bye. <laughs>